Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 757, recorded live on April 8th, 2023. And here are your hosts, the man who hopefully had a relaxing week, Dave Play. Yeah. And the man who had a very busy week, Andy Lowe. Hi. How was your busy week, Andy? It 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 was busy. It, it was busy. Yes. Had to had to drive a thing out to a transmitter site. Yes, that was um, twenty feet of rigid line. Rigid line is like the coax, but it's rigid. Okay. So that was um, I think that was inch and five eighths diameter rigid line to two twenty foot lengths. And the uh, strapped to the top of your car. Strapped to the top of my car because the semi truck was not going to make it out there. Um, with because the, there's no actual path out there. It's just you know the 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 two ruts following the power pole. So they just dropped it off at the studio, and I'm like, well, shoot, I have to get this out to the transmitter site. So yep, I'll just strap it to the roof of my car, like you do. <laughs> And then you take all the back roads so the cops don't pay attention to you. (laughs) I wonder, like, is it worth calling the police and saying, I'm going to be transporting this giant thing? Probably not. Especially since it was literally... You don't think they'd do anything to help? No. Call the police and say, I need some sort of escort. I'm going to be transporting this 20-foot-long like cable strapped to the top of my car nope i just just strap it to the roof of my car and go i highly i highly doubt that they would do anything i actually wouldn't be surprised if they said like yeah we'll we'll send a car out to you to go in front of you or behind you no i i think they have better things to do but yeah, no, that was that was just the that wasn't even the finale for the week. So it's been busy because I put my two weeks notice in with the radio station. That's right. Congratulations. Thank you. How did that go? Well, it's funny because um, I had um, on Saturday gone there and kind of did a preliminary like sweep of my office you know, cleaning things up a little bit. So I, uh, I printed out my two weeks notice letter, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I set it in my office. So it's like, okay, as soon as I get into work, I'm just going to, you know, you know, send the email out to everybody incorporated in Wisconsin and then drop this letter off. And then, you know, we can get everybody on the same page right away. Well, on Monday morning, um, the, uh, electrician calls me up and he's like, yeah, we're still on for meeting out at the transmitter site at uh, 10 o'clock, right? And I'm looking at my watch going, sure, sure, <laughs> I can I can make that if I literally... If I run out the door right now? Yeah, if I run out the door right now. So I ran out to the, the you know, the, the studio building, grabbed my keys for the transmitter site, grabbed my... 
two week resignation letter, walked into the manager's office, set it down and said, I got to go. I got to meet the electrician. Here's the here's the physical copy. I've already, you know, another copies in your email and I've sent copies to corporate. So I got to go. And then I just literally walked out of the building. So how did it go? I don't know. I literally dropped it and ran. <laughs> and I did not get back into the office until like four o'clock in the afternoon. And at that point, you know, most people were gone. So it was uh, the the manager, I guess. It turns out his uh, his parents did like collections or bankruptcy or something like that. So he was always the one who would serve the papers to people. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, I feel like I just got served. So I just walked in, <laughs> handed the letter to him and just walked right out again. <laughs> Here, take this. Yep. Okay, but like that was Monday, right? Yes. So there must have been some follow-up or fallout. Yep. Yes, yes. The the president of the company called me up. I explained what I was doing and he said, oh, congratulations. Yeah. So um, no ill will. The uh, The manager who originally hired me about 10 years ago uh, came back to see me on Wednesday and Thursday. So he he drove out on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday here at the office, basically just to try and make sure we've got all our I's dotted and T's crossed before I leave. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then, yeah, Friday I went and um, started moving some stuff around at the transmitter site because that's the one that's going to get a brand new transmitter, which I was hoping to have installed before I left, but... Doesn't look like that's going to be a thing. Nope, nope. It looks like supply chain issues are still going on, which we've talked about on this podcast. Yep. So so someone else is going to have to install a transmitter. Yes. So I'm getting all the stuff out there. I've got to meet some commercial renovation guys out at the transmitter site on Monday. And then I'm meeting the electricians out on Wednesday and Thursday. And then Friday's my last day. So it's going to be a whirlwind last week most of it is just me acting like a general contractor it seems because i've got electricians i've got other construction people all coming in i've got to coordinate that all and then i've also got to yeah make sure all the rest of the markets are stable and then make sure i'm not you know leaving things that are mine and not the companies in all the different places well fingers crossed for them yep i hope they find someone who is half as competent and flexible as you are that's uh that's going to be the interesting thing though because i took the engineering position because they couldn't find anybody yep (laughs) so yep but after this week have you have you done them the favor of posting on the various groups that you're in saying hey by the way i have notified most of the local engineers who I know who do like contract work that, you know, the position is available and all of them have said thanks, but no thanks. Well, shit. <laughs> yep. I've, you know, I've talked to the people. I'm like, hey, you know, the, you know, I'm leaving. The position's going to be open. They're like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm already fully booked. Don't want to take on any more work. And I'm like, okay. So. I've reached out to all the people who I thought would be the, you know, the, the local folks who are first stringers and none of them, none of them want it. So I don't know. Time to head to the second stringers. I hope not. Cause that's, 
that's when things go sideways. But mm. that's when you get those um, the the thing you posted earlier this week. That was just like a bunch of electrical components literally tied to each other. Yes, it was, and I think I've talked to one of the other guys, and I think I figured it out. So I think that was a um, there was a voltage divider. Uh huh. Um, cause it was tapped into the 120 voltage for the lights. So w- the, the remote control unit's not going to sample 120 volts. That's just dumb. So they had to drop the voltage down to a level that it actually could measure. And then the capacitors in that circuit, um, were set to basically cut down on the ripple because one of the lights on the tower is a beacon. So it flashes. So every time it would turn on, the you know, just go up and down and up and down and up and down. So the capacitor was there basically to to smooth out the ripple to an actual measure, you know, pretty flat level. So you're not tripping the alarm every time the beacon turns itself on and off. Mm-hmm. But still, yes, no, it was literally twisted together, no electrical tape, no solder, no nothing. It was just twisted together and then hiding in a little box in the corner. And I'm like, this is why this is not working anymore. <laughs> yeah, because it's just two resistors and three capacitors, right? Yep. Yeah, it's just, it's just to drop the voltage and smooth out the ripple, which, you know, now, of course, they have boxes that you just attach. And yeah, you just put the the things on there and it does everything that this thing does for you in one box, you know, and it's got different voltage levels. So it can tell if the beacon goes out or if the side marker, you know, it can, it can trip multiple ways rather than just having either an all or nothing thing. But yeah, that's going to be something else for somebody else to worry about. <laughs> You're like, not my problem after next week. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to have... Started a started a document that I labeled everything everywhere all at once. Oh, of just everything that needs to happen every on all the sites, you know, pretty much all at once. So yeah, so one more week and we'll see how this all goes. So yes, that's why my week has been very busy. I've been trying to you know leave the nicest organized setup as I can while slowly extracting the last, you know, 10 years of my life out of this building. <laughs> Could be worse. Yep. Well, congratulations, Andy, on on putting in the notice and on the new job. That's awesome. Yes. I'll let you know more about the new job once I um, find out exactly what the new job is. Yep. Because it's... it's I have an idea, but I'm not sure, you know, what exactly it is, especially since I'm working for the state. And so the job description is like everything in the kitchen sink. But what you'll actually do, what I'll actually be all of that. Yeah. What I'm actually going to be doing, I'm not exactly sure how this is all going to go. So it's going to be, it's going to be new. So should we hit topics? the, The topics. Yes. We can talk about topics. We have a few. Yes. Fewer than we normally have, but still have topics. Um, we normally, well, normally I try and crew. I try to put... How many thir- do we have? Did I miscount? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I see 12. Yeah. Okay. Artemis 2. 
The crew was announced. Oh. There are four astronauts, three U.S. citizens, Is and four... one Canadian. Okay, I was going to try and... I was like, EU? No. Japan? We wouldn't reach across the pond like that. No, we have a Canadian. Ah. So, you know, America light. I don't know if... if I've, I actually have a Canadian friend. I'm sure if I had said that America light, she'd kick my ass pretty hard. Hold on. I wonder if the, the transmitter that we buy and that I was hoping to install is um, Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could message him because I've been back and forth with him for the last umpteen months. If he would consider Canada USA light. We'll see what he says. So is yeah. this is this the one that's just going to go around the moon? Uh, Artemis 2? Yes. 10-day Artemis 2 flight test will launch the agency's powerful SLS rocket, prove the Orion spacecraft life support systems, and validate capabilities and techniques needed for humans to live and work in deep space. So Artemis 1 went around the moon, was uncrewed. Artemis 2 will go around the moon and is crewed. Okay. So when do we actually start landing on the moon? I don't know. How many Apollo missions did it take for us to land on the moon, Andy? Eight? No, that was around the moon. Eight was around the moon. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is the equivalent of eight. Yes. Wait, what did Apollos 2 through 7 do? They basically tested the different components. Like there was there was ones like testing in the Earth orbit. Yeah, command module and then testing Let's see, Apollo missions. Yeah, the first Apollo mission to get to space was 7. <clears throat> Where did 2 through 6 go? Uh, let's see. Okay, the first few missions through Apollo 6 were unmanned missions to test various aspects of the Apollo program. So yeah, Apollo 7 was the first manned orbital. So the Artemis 1 was... Apollo uh, before 7. Yes, so Apollo 1 through 6. Well, yeah, Apollo 1 through 6. God, there were so many different types of missions with apollo so yeah but artemis too they they have announced there's commander pilot and two mission specialists mm-hmm. they're gonna put they the to go around the moon they're gonna join a very elite group of people yes they also have a trailer like a, tra- a movie trailer um wait what <laughs> so on the page that i linked uh, which page did I link? Did I link that page? Artemis 2 crew? Yeah, so the page that I linked has a link to NASA's page about Artemis 2. NASA.gov slash specials slash Artemis 2. This is a three-minute long and trailer. Yep, for a mission to fly around the moon. And, like, professionally shot trailer. Yeah. Huh. 
do you think NASA's trying too hard or they might be trying to like guys is going to the moon. You don't need to make it look cooler than it is. <laughs> it's already pretty fucking cool. You don't need like the orange lights behind them in silhouette through like a cloudy smoky like these are fucking astronauts. <laughs> You don't need to make them look cool. They already are. So do we know when this is going to happen or are they just... Nope. They announced the crew. They did not announce the launch date. At least nothing that I've been able to see. Let's see if there's anything. Four astronauts. (laughs) Ten day mission. And, like, there's there's special CSS to make that 4 and that 10. Like, someone spent time on that. Okay, current launch date planned is November 2024. Artemis 3, which is scheduled for a year after Artemis 2, will see astronauts actually land. So, they're thinking Artemis 2 in November... This was, when was this? Uh, March 7th is when they were last asked about this. Well, last, you know, official talk. So November 2024, Artemis 2, Artemis 3, a year after that. So we could see people back on the moon Christmas 2025. That'd be pretty cool. That would be, yeah. Which is how many years since the last one? 1972 I think was the last Apollo mission hold on I just literally had a list of all the Apollo missions up (laughs) (laughs) Apollo 17 December 7th through the 19th 1972 so there we go point to me god it's gonna be exciting to see though yeah be one of those things where it's like you know gotta get Isaac up out of bed possibly yeah definitely going to have like one of my monitors at work will have the like current position of artemis Mm-hmm. cool uh what else, what other topics do we have andy wait sorry i just caught this on one of my side panels is that did that just happen did what just happened um star wars celebration europe is going on right now mm-hmm um, and it was just announced that there are going to be three new live-action films in the franchise. Oh, yes. I thought that was... Yeah, I guess that was this week. That was literally yesterday is when they announced it. Well, two days ago, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so all the the work that they're doing in the shows to like tie everything together, they want to tie it together in a movie. Um, for reference in the shows, just to, to maybe give you a little bit of a, uh, to whet your appetite as it were, um, the trailer for Ahsoka just came out. Or Lars that's one, Mikkelsen. That's the one from the, uh, Rebels cartoon, right? Well, she, so Ahsoka was in Rebels, was also in Clone Wars, and was also in Mandalorian, live action. Lars Mikkelsen played Grand Admiral Thrawn and in the trailer for Ahsoka like 
she's she's talking about Thrawn and mentions the words heir to the Empire. Oh. Oh. So, oh. Yeah. Mm. I don't know how I feel about that. Part of me is super excited. Yeah. Part of me goes, oh, please don't. Please don't ruin <laughs> like, that. Please leave me. it be. Please leave it be. Don't ruin it. Uh, yeah. Um, that's, that's a thing. So we'll see. I mean, ideally, uh, John Favreau and Dave Filioni have like actually got this thing figured out because the problem with the original sequels, seven, eight, nine, we talked about this last week was that they didn't have a plan. Yeah. They just did whatever they wanted to. It, it, it felt like that there were such whiplashes between each of the movies. Yeah. <clears throat> I still remember after movie two, we had uh, we had this major server. There was a there was a server exploit that we had to patch. So a bunch of the IT people were in patching this, and it was either the weekend or it was sometime where there wasn't anybody else really around. And my manager, the one who hired me called me up because he was a he was a big Star Wars fan too. We were just on the phone for like two hours, basically both of us going, what did we just watch? <laughs> right? Like not not anything good. It yeah. was okay. It was okay. Seven, eight, and nine were all fine. They were I have, fun stories. I've but seen like, seven a couple of times, but I don't think I've actually watched eight or nine. I mean I think I'm just Am I ruined by Marvel? <laughs> And the idea that, like, if you're going to do movies about a universe, like, have multiple stories in that universe. Which is funny because Star Wars had that through the they, books. they marked it as not canon. Yeah. Well, because someone had let the books get out of control. Yes. <laughs> like, the the whole Yuzong Vong invasion, they, they, they let it get away from them. Which... Surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, was actually the same problem of, like, there wasn't an overarching story that they wanted to tell until they were, like, halfway through. Yeah, I... I don't know. Mm. All right. So, sorry, I didn't mean to hijack you, but that was just, you know, on my, you know, right side of the page feed. And I was like, wait, what? Star Wars? Yeah, there's some Star Wars stuff. It's good stuff. It's good to talk about. Well, other space news. Um, Virgin Orbit has declared bankruptcy. That's Branson's thing? Yep. How is it bankrupt? He's not bankrupt, right? Nope. They are filing for Chapter 11. Well, shit. To continue the business with a skeleton crew for minimal operations, Branson has agreed to provide $31.6 million in financing. If approved by the bankruptcy court, this financing will allow the company funding to continue operations while seeking a buyer. Well, shit. Okay, so this is not... Okay, now reading this, this is not actually Virgin Galactic. (laughs) It seems it used to be part of Virgin Galactic, then became a subsidiary, and then became a separate company. Subsidiary? Sorry, yes. Okay. I speak well. You do. That's, That's true. The, so, the improper thing would have been, I speak good. I know, but I didn't want to add insult to injury. Okay. So I guess 
Atlas is not Virgin Galactic. So that's that's still, I guess, still going fine because, you know, that's still sending sending people to space, right? Or is Virgin yeah. Galactic, you know, flying on Virgin Orbit rockets? Because that would be hilarious. I, I don't know. The whole thing is just like the, this whole like companies and shell companies and alternate companies just feels gross. <laughs> it does not inspire confidence, certainly. No. Nope. So that's one thing. What other space news we got here? Um, oh, um, China has landed a rocket, quote unquote, successfully out at sea. Wow. That sounds impressive, except for the rocket, quote unquote. Can you yes. uh, expound on that a bit? Yes, because um, it was a rocket prototype that um, uh, 2.1 meters long, half a meter in diameter rocket prototype weighing in at 93 kilograms at launch was powered by twin engines, each with a thrust of 550 newtons. A turbojet engine was used during the test to simulate a liquid rocket engine being used during the vertical landing. So it wasn't an actual rocket. It was a test. It was a test, yes. I mean, that's still impressive, right? Like, they need to do a test. Yes. But yes, so they they had it take off from land and then flew at an altitude of 1,000 meters and then descended and landed on basically a floating barge. Sounds familiar. Of course. I still love you. (laughs) Oh, that barge. Um, when asked how the China rocket stage recovery at sea is different than that of SpaceX, uh, they said that ours is based on the domestic technology, both software and hardware, and we are exploring technological thresholds such as the variable thrust management, precision positioning, and the stabilizing technology on our own. Translated? Um, I'm guessing it's they're using Chinese stuff and they're doing all the math on their own okay i think that's what it is ours is based on the domestic technology both software and hardware okay so that's saying we're using chinese built and chinese designed stuff and we are exploring technology technology thresholds and on our own so yeah this is they're basically saying this is china through and through that's what that's what somehow makes us different than spacex is this one is 100 chinese which okay. okay i mean props to them it's yes. hard to do no yes as we have seen with spacex it's not easy to do it and it looks like they're getting it done so hey it's yeah the more people who can do recovery i feel like is the better for everybody right it's it's always yeah. a little scary when there is only one company out there who is able to actually do something sure no you don't think so um, I mean, it is if everyone shares all their stuff. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but that's that's not necessarily the case. Nope, that is not the case. True. But uh, speaking so, of SpaceX, yeah, sure. Um, company put out a tweet on the sixth that Starship was fully stacked at Starbase. Cool. The team is working towards a launch rehearsal next week, mm-hmm. followed by flight test mm-hmm. 
a week later pending regulatory approval. I feel like they just have mm-hmm. to add pending regulatory approval to anything they say right I, now. They can they can say whatever they want. They can like schedule whenever they want. They can say we're going to lunch tomorrow. I don't care. Pending regulatory not, approval. Yeah, but like until they have until they close that one road and warn all the residents at Boca Chica. I'm not doing anything about it because like, it's just, it's empty news, Andy. Well, it is empty news. Well, the rocket is fully assembled again. We can at least say that we can say that the rocket is assembled again, but you know what? Don't care because they can disassemble the rocket just (laughs) as easily. Those chopsticks are getting a workout. Yep. Do not care. Still looks damn cool, though. It does look really cool. So, speaking of things that are difficult for Andy to pronounce. <laughs> oh, boy. The Acropolis. The, that's in Greece, right? Nope. That's the Acropolis. Well, what is the, what is the Acropolis? The Acropolis is a building in Greece. So what did the you Acropolis ju- is the apocalypse about cropping. You've you've updated your security on your Pixel, right? Uh, checking right now to the March security update. Nope, that's the wrong menu. I always go into the wrong freaking menu. March fifth, twenty twenty three. Cool. Then you should be good. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, it it's basically. Every morning at the start of a new month or the whatever the, the, I think it's like what the first Monday. Oh, something like that. Yeah. I just go and just, you know, part of my morning routine is just, Hey, check for the, uh, check for the monthly update, check for and the monthly update, which speaking of which we're in April and I still haven't gotten the April know, update. I don't yeah. know if the April, April updates near. So it, it turns out when you take a screenshot or really you take any image on your phone, it creates the file, right? This is not a trick question. No, this is, this is yes. rhetorical. When you go into your camera's image editing software and do things like crop the image or add some text to the image or do it, it turns out it doesn't fully overwrite the file. Yeah, it gives me a gives me two options. Yeah, one is to it says something about like your your changes can be reverted. Yeah. Now keep in mind you have the security patch. Yeah. So this is not actually an issue for you. Okay. But previously, when you would crop the file, it didn't actually crop the file. It just told the file like, hey, the image is this size. And so there's there's a lot more complexity behind that. It's it's not just that it changed the size of the image because it changed the header of the PNG file. Like there's a lot of stuff that happened. But long story short, a lot of the data was recoverable. Yeah. And it's... so when you send a screenshot, a cropped screenshot that was taken from a pixel, you could recover the image. Oh. Not always, and not always the full image, but generally you could recover most of the image. Well, I'm trying to think of, is this just screenshots or is this any picture that would have been cropped? Um, I do not know. 
because I've done both. Mm-hmm. I believe it is any picture that was taken on the pixel. Oh, boy. Really, it's anything that was modified by the markup tool. Which is part of the stock camera app. Yeah. Now, here's the funny thing. The day after this came out, someone found out that the same thing was true of Windows. Oh. The, like, Windows screen clipping tool. Oh, uh, Snip, Snip. What, shoot, it used to be called. What is it called now? Yeah, Win- Windows Snipper, I believe, had the same issue. <clears throat> the snipping tool is moving. It's now called Snip and Sketch. Well, that was weird. Yeah, Snip and Sketch is what the new one is called for Windows. Yeah, Windows 11 also vulnerable to Acropolis image data. Uh, it has its own Wikipedia article now. That's how oh. big this was. Oh, goody. Vulnerability also discovered affecting Snip and Sketch for Windows 10 and Snipping Tool for Windows 11. <laughs> okay, the... FAC page states that although certain sites, including Twitter, reprocess the image posted on the platforms and strip them of the flaw, others, such as Discord, don't. Yep. Well, I, I've, I've cropped things, and I don't think I've needed to worry about what I've cropped out of these pictures. I've just made them look better. Good. So it's not like I'm trying to... Uh, what was it? Was it a tea kettle, that old one? The guy was... Trying to sell a picture of a tea kettle. What? The old, the old, I think it was one of the meme pictures, right? What? Tea kettle sale picture? Like, I don't know what to search to, to find this. Tea kettle meme. There's a lot of tea kettle memes out there. It seems weird. One of them includes Hitler. What? <laughs> Why is there a Hitler tea kettle meme? I I'm I'm gonna uh, 2013. J.C. Penney sold a stainless steel tea kettle due to its perceived resemblance of Adolf Hitler. What? This was random. I'm so confused about all the things that I'm seeing. <laughs> what? The Hitler teapot. Okay, I I think I'm about done, Andy. I don't know where to go from there. Okay, my Canadian has gotten back to me saying, if anything, I'd call the U.S. Canada light or maybe Canada dry. Wait, (laughs) that one's taken already. Oh, scathing rebuke. Yep. Uh, Ram has an electric vehicle with a 500 mile range. Yes, this is a electric vehicle. I mean, electric pickup truck. Because that's the thing now, I guess. So, yeah, Ford came out with theirs. Rivian has theirs. The Hummer EV was out for a bit. Cybertruck is nowhere to be found. And at... <laughs> Cybertruck doesn't exist. And at the CES show in Vegas, Ram unveiled an electric pickup truck, the Ram 1500 REV. And they basically just shoved as much battery into it as possible. Does, does REV stand for Ram Electric Vehicle? I I can't say no. <laughs> so I don't know. I really hope it doesn't. Uh, might be, oh, it's the Revolution. Okay. Okay. It's the Ram 1500 Revolution. And it's a concept car. No, no, no. The That was at CES. Oh, okay. 
the now they the showed production off. vehicle is called the Ram fifteen hundred REV that showed up at the New York Auto Show. Yeah. Okay. I'm all right with that. Yeah. Although I, I mean, they really should have named it the Ram Wii because clearly the Wii is a better <laughs> name than Revolution <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> Fucking Wii. So yeah, they put a 229 kilowatt hour battery in this thing, which actually is a bigger battery than the Hummer EV. And I'm sure the car is lighter than the Hummer. Uh, I do believe so. So yes, they um they you they have a version out that can go 500 miles on a single charge in ideal conditions. Yes, in ideal conditions, yes. So like the winter probably gets like 300 miles. Well, it's also not the standard option. The standard is a 168 kilowatt hour pack which gets you 350 miles. Yeah. And how long does it take to charge from zero to full? Um well, it depends on the charger. Um but both battery packs run at 800 volts. Jeez. Uh, so you get 110 miles of range for every 10 minutes if you're using a 350 kilowatt fast charger. So in theory, you could, if you have a fast charger, this thing can charge in about an hour. Yeah, like that's still not like 500 miles and then an hour. Yep. An hour. Andy. Yep. Trying to do the cross country super trip with this will not work. No. Well, it, like, well all right, we're going to go 500 miles, then we have to all take a nap. Well, granted, when we did the cross country super trip on the way out there, we always paused for an hour at every gas station. Yeah, because getting 18 cars fueled, <laughs> bathroom stretched, and all that stuff. Takes took, time. Yes, it was just like that little tiny gas station in Coeur d'Alene, Iowa. <laughs> Not Iowa, Idaho. We're like, oh, that one Domino's. Oh, that one and the McDon the one Domino's, the one McDonald's. Yeah, we really should. <laughs> we should have called ahead. <laughs> we did. We called that Domino's. The Domino's we did. The other yes. things we did not. The Jimmy John's we called. <laughs> Did we call it Jimmy John's? Yes, we called after the first year. We called the Jimmy John's because we were going to get into Fargo. Yeah, um, I think like like, hey, by the way, there's going to be like 18 cars. I I, because we were going to come in before the store officially opened, so they actually opened early for us because they knew (laughs) that if they opened up, that's that's their day. That yeah, they had that store fully stocked, and they're like. We didn't know if we were going to believe you guys or not, but damn. <laughs> Look, when a group of nerds say they're going to show up to a place and that they're going to be hungry and tired, they probably are. Yep. So, yes. So, possibly 500 miles, possibly charging in an hour. Meh. Which, you know, for me, that would be, you know, I I don't think I've ever really, I think there might have been one day where I've where driven more, more than, than miles. more than 500 miles in one day. Yeah. I just did 400. Yep. Nope. That's uh like literally today I did 400 some miles. Nope. We were, um, my boss was talking with one of the, uh, one of our former coworkers who, uh, moved up to, where'd he move up to? 
Oh, he moved up to Iron Mountain in the UP, which um, is kind of funny because it is actually faster for me if I was going to drive from Kalamazoo up to Iron Mountain. It would be faster for me to go through Indiana, Illinois, and Wisconsin in order to get back to Michigan than it would be if you stayed in Michigan the whole way. Is that really true? I guess Iron Mountain's way on the west, isn't it? Yes. Or no, Iron, sorry, Ironwood. Not Iron Iron Mountain, Ironwood. Yes. Ironwood, Michigan is, oh yeah, it's right on the border. Yes. Yeah. From where you're at? Yes. It's pretty, mm, I think it's going to depend on traffic in Chicago. It says, if I'm going through Michigan, nine hours, 35 minutes. If I'm going through Indiana, Illinois, and Wisconsin, eight hours and 30 minutes. So it's if you fi- fly, seven hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> well, yes, because there's no flights going on right now. <laughs> it's like when I'm in the middle of the night and I check the, the transit mode, and it's like, it's going to take you this long. Why is it going to take you that? Oh, because you think I'm leaving right now. So I'm not leaving right now. No, I'm um, not leaving right now. Yeah, so I, I see the eight-hour, 25-minute from through Madison, through Chicago. It says nine hours, 40 minutes. But yeah, but the traffic going through Chicago, man, like it's hit or miss. Mm-hmm. You you could have a nice, easy drive, or you could get stuck on I-90, where is it? I-80, I-90, right? That interchange just south of Gary. Yep. And you could be there for three hours. So who knows? Um, if you do make that drive, let me know because I'm. You know, I I no, he's 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 a former coworker. He's not one of my friends. He's one of my boss's friends. So yeah, not that I I have rarely interacted with him. The only time I've interacted with him is the fact because his name is also Andy. There have been people who have emailed one of us, and they meant to email the other one. So it's mainly just a hey Andy, hey Andy. Yeah, this person. <laughs> I think this is yours. Yeah. So other car news, um, it seems there's a new, um, basically, way to steal a car. So is this the the Kia and Hyundai thing that I've been hearing about? With the um, the can injection? I, I don't know, but I know that, like, specifically, Kia and I think the other one is Hyundai have been targeted. Like, hardcore. Yeah, Kia and Hyundai car thefts jumped nearly 700% in Milwaukee from 2020 to 2021, and 270% in Madison from 2021 to 2022. A few insurance companies are refusing coverage on the basis that these models can be stolen too easily. Wow. Yep. So is that what this is? No. Okay. This is something else. Yes. Okay. Because I guess these are just older models. Um, vehicles from these these manufacturers specifically are targeted because many of their older vehicles lack a critical anti-theft device known as an engine immobilizer. Oh. Yeah, that would be good to have that. Um, this one basically has a box that you can wire into the controller area network of the car, mm-hmm. which, you know... Connects it feels all. like something you shouldn't be able to get to easily. Well, 
the guy who first discovered this had his Toyota RAV4 <laughs> stolen. Mm-hmm. And he figured it out because um, the left front left side bumper of his RAV4 got torn off and the headlight was partially dismantled uh, twice in three months. He's like, well, this is a really dumb vandalism sort of thing. But then a few days later, his car got stolen. So he's doing some research into this, and it turns out that somebody was able to get into the controller area network in the car through the headlights ECU. So they were they took the headlight off and spliced into the wires there to get onto your car's your car's area network. Basically, you get on your car's network, and from there. Basically, I, I think it was it was the brute force thing. Hijack the system. Yes, because they can force the doors to unlock. Yes, which gets you in. Oh, and engine control is part of this network. Yes. Awesome. <clears throat> so you use the headlight to gain access to the gateway to get your you can- d- device on the network, and basically it just spams. Um, signals to all the rest of the ECUs on the network. So none of the other control units can basically communicate with each other. And one of the things that it spams is that the, you know, smart key is valid and that you can then unlock the doors. Oh, that's bad. Yes. So, yes, so that's, that's the new, uh, way to to steal a car is to basically to connect onto because everything's everything's controlled by a chip right now it's like part of me is like really your headlights are now controlled by a chip but your headlights have been controlled by a chip for 20 years yeah i know that's what i was thinking is like my headlights are automatically turned on and off and right. have automatic dimming yeah so there's there's a lot of smartness in there and, and the of course, automatic high beams and low beams and the just yeah yep so, of course, and then everything's all connected in the car, so everything can talk to everything else, and you can throw all the trouble codes and everything, and you basically just you have an open port on your network, and somebody plugged something in, and it was malicious. Oops. Yep. So that's, that's another fun thing to look into. The first, I love the first comment on the, uh, on the article here from somebody was the fact that um, I'm an engineer who's worked several years as an automotive radar company. I can tell you that manufacturers are working fast-ish to have all CAN bus messages encrypted. Hurry up! <laughs> yep. But as we know, the automotive industry is a little on the slow side. Yep. Unless it's getting rid of AM radios, and then they're all for it. Very quickly, apparently. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Should we hit the randoms? Unless there's something else on this list that you want to talk about. Um, what's going on with Blizzard and the National Labor, Labor Re- Board? Yes. Um, there are two two complaints that they're um, filing charges for. One was um, basically accusing Blizzard of illegal surveillance during the July 2022 Roe vs. Wade walkout that was hosted by the workers. The the CWA complained that the company had managers and security involved in basically monitoring a protected labor activity. So that's one. Mm -hmm. And the other charge is that the National Labor Relations Board found merit in the fact that Activision Blizzard has blocked access to internal challenges where employees were discussing wages, hours, and working conditions. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. No, you're not. <laughs> that's 
No. So, once again, Blizzard is in trouble with the NLRB. Well, damn. Yep. Okay. Which is really Uh, funny is the fact that the CWA says no matter how these ones play out, they still have another, they have uh, numerous additional pending unfair label practice charges in the books. So like, yeah, even even if these don't stick, we still have more. Yep. That does not sound good. Nope. Okay. Random random review. Random review. Uh, I'm going to review a little game that I have been playing called Airport Simulator First Class. It's it's you're in charge of an airport. And it's it's fun. It's you know, there no, you know, you're not really pushed. Well, some of the, some of the new cuz you're you're in charge of the airport, not the airlines, so you can actually pick mm-hmm. which airlines you fly through your airport. Um and uh there are a couple that- of is that realistic? I actually don't know. I don't know either. Because like, know. I know that Madison Airport like recently specifically added a route to like San Francisco a couple years ago. Um, but like it, it's the airline that would do that, right? But like the airport has to work with the airline. I don't know how airports work. I don't know either. This one um, maybe it's the same way. Granted. Um, Okay, so it's a simulator game. Yes, you, it's a simulator you, you game. It's on airport. my phone. Yes. You um, do not own the airlines, nor no. do you schedule the flights? Like, you, it's just... You, you can still... That's part of the thing, is scheduling the flights. Okay. So you, you start off with just, you know, one ramp, but then, you know, if you get enough money and such, you can actually start adding more ramps. So it's... The, that's the, not how airports work. Um. Right. So... Right? Like... Airports don't grow organically over time. Well, this one, you start in a big building, and then, you know, you have workspaces that you can open up after you reach a certain level and pay, you know, a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you, you know, you can also expand the type of services you provide. So you can start, you know, providing fuel to the planes. You can start providing um, meals and uh, inspection services of the plane for maintenance. And then um, you also have different clientele that fly on different airlines, and they have different sort of wants and needs. So you have to start building the interior of your airport as well to cater to those needs. So like there's there's an airline called like Fast Times, um, which the most of their clientele are all about speed. They want to get through security. They want to get boarded fast. They want to have food options that are fast. So everything's about speed with them. So you have to find, you know, food options and you have to have them like, you know, close by. They they want fast, 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 fast. Right. Well, because the more people you move through, the more money you make. Yes. So, you know, you have to cater your airport to the airlines that you're doing at the time. But um, I've got seven ramps on my airport right now, it's about as most the most that you can fit mm-hmm. on the on the the map at as it is. Um, granted, this game is actually still basically in production, so the the team that is working on it is still actually tweaking it. They actually took down a couple of the airlines to to modify them, and they they have they have short short haul flights, and they just added medium haul flights, and they've got they've got a section in the game for long haul flights, but they haven't actually made any of those airlines or any of the rest of that stuff yet. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting to watch this 
you know, it's kind of like being an early an early beta access on Steam, but you know, it's a mobile game. Right. And it's um it's like I wouldn't call it it's not real, it's a it's a sped up time. So, you know, one I think like one minute of real time is an hour in the game. So you you know, you you plan all these air airplane flights out, you know, you stock your fuel up and everything else like that, and you can just, you know, go to bed and you wake up and it the game has progressed in the background. So it continues to run in the background. Yes. But the good thing is if you forget to check it after I think it's either twelve days or fourteen days of, of you know, in game time, the simulation just pauses. So you, you you can come back and be like, oh, shoot, I completely forgot about this game for 24 hours. Say, like, you know, if you, you know, are planning on leaving your job in two weeks and don't have time <laughs> Just, to. it, You know, as an example. As an example, yeah. Totally random. Yeah. Off the top of your head. Yep. Just hypothetical situation. And you forget yeah. about your airport for, you know, that 24 hours. You can come in and the thing has, you know, the simulation has paused. And so I can, you know, I just, I didn't, you know, run out of food or fuel or anything else like that. It's just stopped. And it's like, okay, we're just waiting for you. Oh, you're back. Okay. Here's everything that's happened while you were gone. And let's go again. Nice. So it's, it's nice that it runs in the background, but there is a limit to how much it will run in the background. So if you, if you, if you can't get back to it, you're not hosed. Because if the airlines are not happy or the people are not happy, they will actually cancel the flights and that will cost you money and so on and so forth. So um, it is still a work in progress. So, so there are some bugs. So sometimes, you, you know, there's a couple of Facebook groups on there and most of the time they're like, why is it doing this? And they're like, just just egg, close the app and open it back up again and it should fix itself. And it's just like, oh, really? <laughs> turn it off and turn it on again. Yep. But, um, you know, there it's, it's entirely free. You can spend money if you want to. There are ways to get bonuses if you watch the ads. Um, but you don't have to if you don't want to. So, you know, it's, it's fun and it's on my phone. And like I said, I can just hop in, do a couple of things, hop back out again, and it will just run in the background. So airport simulator first class available on Android and iOS. So random topic yes rolled ahead of time is it a good or bad thing that encryption has become so advanced that the governments can no longer break it in cases of very serious crimes or national security um good mm. so like i want to say bad but like you can't differentiate, right? That's the point. If they could differentiate between what's good and what's bad, well, first off, good and bad to who? Yep. Because, like, I have a feeling that Mr. DeSantis is feeling like there's a lot of stuff that's bad that isn't actually bad. Yeah. Um, or, you know, the legislatures in Tennessee who think pissing on somebody's chair, that's okay protesting gun violence that's not okay i i missed this thing about pissing on someone's chair that was um something that was brought up with the tennessee a tennessee legislature actually peed on somebody else's chair because he was pissed at them literally. I, was, I, was, I was trying to think of another word to say but yes no pissed at him was be a, a, an apt literally choice. pissed at them yeah 
And so it was brought up to try and get them expelled from the legislature. And they didn't. And they didn't. Whereas the people this week were like, guns are bad. Yes. and Do they, something about it. And they got kicked out. Yeah, well, that, it's because so. they didn't get kicked out for saying guns are bad. They got kicked out for being black. Yes, <laughs> which was highly apparent because three of them are up for a vote. And the two and that got two of them were kicked out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I will say um, this, this is this is a, a thing. So apparently several government entities who shall remain nameless are storing tons of encrypted data, just ass tons of encrypted data that they can't decrypt in a reasonable amount of time. But like just terabytes of encrypted transaction data because as soon as they get quantum computing and quantum decryption, the algorithm already exists for quantum decryption. And going through these terabytes and terabytes of encrypted data will take no time at all. So it's, uh, it, it, in, in 10 years, everything you've ever said and done online is going to be decrypted. Yep. So it's, it's not a question of, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a war, right? Same thing we had talked about here is just the fact that, you know, okay, people are stealing cars because the cars themselves are not encrypted. Yeah, I mean, it, it's too hard to say what would be a good or nefarious actor. Mm-hmm. So you just got to give everybody, you got just got to give everybody the, um, I was going to say the benefit of the doubt, but I don't... <clears throat> I mean, would catch you, them other ways. Yeah. And, you know, there have been a couple of times where people have talked about, you know, the FBI needing to get into somebody's iPhone for something and, you know, they're not talking about it. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait a second, they're into the guy's iPhone. It's like, well, wait a second. How did you do that? <laughs> you're not saying how you did that, are you? No, you're not. Okay. So is the encryption, you know, yeah, as, as you said, it's, it's not a question of if, but a question of when. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... Part of part of me, yeah, thinks, okay, yeah, no, it's... There are always going to be bad actors. I mean, that's just how it goes. So, you know, trying to get the rest of us to be safe, you're... Unfortunately, you're going to get some bad actors in the process. Yeah. So... That's uh, that's all I can think about on that. Well, I think that is that then. Yep, that's uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening.